It's finally spring, and I'm saying goodbye snow, hello adventure. And during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event, you can get epic deals on your favorite Honda model. Ready to get rugged? Then take the off-road in an all-wheel drive Honda SUV, like the CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, or redesigned Ridgeline. Want to take a spring road trip? Then check out a fuel-efficient turbocharged Civic or Accord. Say goodbye to winter and hello to a new Honda. Don't miss huge savings during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event. Now at your local Honda dealer. Welcome, everybody, back to the Believe in NXT podcast. Like always, it is I, your host, Jacob Lawrence, coming to you live and direct through your speakers, your car stereo, your AirPods, your Beats by Trey, whatever you're listening to this on. I'm here. You're hearing my voice. It's a Wednesday, which means one thing. It's a preview show. And we're here to preview night two of the Petty... I'm sorry, not the Petty American Bash, the Great American Bash. And like always, my boy Cedric Welton's riding shotgun with me. Said, how you doing today? Good. Day two. Day two of the Great American Bash. We know we've got counter booking going on and it's still yet to be seen. Well, I'm pretty sure we'll find out any day now if next week we get in Starcade. And if that <laughs> happens, I will buy the t-shirt. I will buy the t-shirt because that is levels of petty that are that is unmatched. Oh yeah, they're pulling. Matter of fact, let me just do a quick Google real quick and see pay per views that Dusty created. Cause um, <laughs> ooh, petty, 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 petty. Looking at the card, man, we we see four confirmed matches right now, and we know what the biggest match of the night is. It's pretty much their um, big takeover worthy match that they have. But it seems like there should be at least one or two more things that could be added to this. Like, we don't see the tag team champions. We know uh, North American and World Title are being defended against each other. Uh, one thing that's glaring to me is Io Shirai is missing. And we know she had a big feud with Asuka. Or sorry, with uh, Sasha Banks last week. Asuka was present. Um, we kind of thought that Tegan Knox would get her title shot today. I mean, they might announce it on the bump. We're recording this before the bump hits the air. So, you know, you know, they're good for pulling something out for the bump. Right. Or maybe they don't want to rush it. You know, we'll kind of breathe into it. But yeah, we have four matches. Last week, if I'm not mistaken, we had five because of Thatcher. It was Friday. It's the women's match. It was um, Robert Stone. What close to show? Yeah, we had five and we had EO. Yeah. So I feel like we might get one more. At least one more match. Um, but I mean, if they don't do the Tegan Knox EO Shirai tonight, then that'll be very telling of what they think of Tegan and how this might actually turn into maybe a bigger program. Yeah, it's definitely going to probably have some legs and they don't want to burn it out because really you got SummerSlam coming up in the next month. It's allegedly scheduled. Don't know. I think WWE is still trying to avoid having the whole SummerSlam at the PC. So and you plan to do a takeover that weekend. So, you know, you might want to flesh it out, build into it so that way you don't have to rush and shoehorn another few. So makes sense. So, did you find the other Dusty Grinder pay-per-views? Nothing really, but 
because WC, I mean, it's like Fall Brawl, War Games, Starcade, Great American Bash, Cody owns Bass at the Beach, and Cody owns one other one. So it's nothing too, too major. Although I did see something that I would absolutely love more than if WWE pulled out Starcade. If they call next week's NXT like a hard times edition. Because <laughs> if you go oh. shoot, pull out the big gun and get the shooting. Damn. That's an extreme low blow, man. Like, wow. Like, that's, that's, uh, nah, nah. <laughs> Don't, they can't do that. NXT hard times. And that's when we kick them. off the Dusty Rose classic. Take them to court if they do that. Like, I don't know, whatever you got to do. I think NWA used the title back in January. I don't know if they kept the rights to it. NWA is such a mess right now that they might just not even bother to try to sue WWE. Are they just like, look, just kick us a little cash. We kind of need to get our shit together over here. But yeah, if you want to be petty and you want to start a war because you feel like you're already in this war, then let's go ahead and just pull out the big guns and let's start a war. Because nothing is a nice big middle finger like calling a random Wednesday NXT in the middle of July NXT hard times. Because you better believe Cody and them Twitter fingers going to get the fire in too if he sees it. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's going to start something way bigger than a Wednesday night war. I mean... Which, um, <clears throat> do you watch... Um, What's it called? Being the Elite? I watch them every so often if I'm bored. Okay. So they took a shot at WWE, I think, on this week's edition on Monday, Being the Elite, with all the guys in the room and saying, uh, hey, guys, things could be worse. At least we didn't post spoilers on an Instagram account. Something <laughs> of that nature. <laughs> so definitely took shots. And it's... uh. Oh. oh, this is what we doing today. The petty is out. This is what we doing. That's cool. I mean, hey, at that point, you know what? Let's go ahead and just get the petty started, right? Let's just go ahead and do it. <clears throat> so, in a few that I really criticized from last week's uh from your Saturday morning audio dope. We we got a confirmed match between Isaiah Swerve Scott and Johnny Gargano and something that is so meaningless to me. And I'm gonna keep <laughs> telling Jacob how how retarded this is because we have uh Swerve basically defending the honor of Mia Yim because Candace and Mia were fighting and Johnny was there just cheering on his wife, but yet Swerve is there. He has no relevance in <sighs> in this whole atmosphere right now. It's like, you just there, uh, got into a little verbal altercation with Johnny, now we have a match. The one thing I'll say, um, the Swerve Scott has been the guy that's just taking L's for no reason. He's just been a good competitor, does some great things in the ring, hasn't been highlighted enough to really showcase himself with the casual fan, especially since we're in a pandemic. Going against Johnny Gargano and being able to to flex your muscle in the ring with arguably the NXT GOAT, that's a big spotlight for him. So I'm happy that he's getting this match and getting this opportunity 
against such a heralded competitor, but he's going to take an L. They like they, nothing's going to change in the end result. He's taking an L here. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. All right. So I don't quite see it as Swerve defending me again. As much as it was Swerve was back there in catering, Candace ran up. They started scrapping. Johnny kind of got in the way and put his hands on Mia. And that's when Swerve like kind of put him out the way and was like, yo, let him go. Like, what you jumping in this for? And that's when they started their bit. Yeah. And um, speaking of Swerve, shout out to Emilio. Sparks had Swerve on WrestleRap this past week. Great episode. Shameless plug. Shout out to Emilio. We appreciate you coming through, being the first guest on the Believe in NXT podcast. Sat down with us for, ooh, what, like two, three hours? Yeah. And also for being the first guest to kick off what we know is rightfully correct. Jesus. Is that Nas Jesus. got more great in his catalog than Jesus. mid. And he was the one that pretty much put me in the win column. So, I mean, as long as I got Emilio and Jeff, like, I, I know I'm winning. So you like, have a Staten they, Island and a Queens kid. That's kind of biased if I've ever seen bias. But they gave the more educational answers on the oh matter, if I'm, being, if I'm being frank. They, they actually gave more thought-provoking reasons why, like, like why Nas is good and why more of his catalog would be great. It's like, well, what do you expect? If you're coming in critiquing it before expecting something else, then you're already, you already lost the war. So... That, that that's this is another sidebar. I don't want to, you know. Uh, yeah, we're not going down that rabbit hole. No. Eventually, y'all have more uh, Nas loyalists on the podcast. Nah, to, nah to, we're not going that hole. Nah. To break that tiebreaker. Nah, nah. Uh, just remember, your man's was like, I never wanted, to, I never had the urge. Like, yo, man, throw that Nas on. Let me hear that new <sighs> Nas vibe. Just remember. Now that being said, shout out to Sparks had Swerve on for Wrestle Rap this past week. Great episode. Because talked about Swerve, like working, getting into the business, how the character change occurred, getting better and more comfortable with promos, so on and so forth, wrestling during a pandemic. And they also talk about Swerve's album, which Sparks still has to listen to. I'm going to go listen to it. I'm going to get it. So y'all check that out on Wrestle Rap. Shameless plug. We consider Sparks family around here, part of that community. Now, I have Swerve winning this match. And it's because of this. What does a win do for Gargano? Uh, it proves that he is, well, one, we know this is a different Johnny Gargano. He is the, a heel now, and he's ran straight into this heel turn um, full speed ahead. So, I mean, giving him a loss, I mean, if I don't want to do a deep dive because I ain't, ain't going to disrespect the man's uh, record, but, I mean, there's, it's probably been a minute since Swerve won a match. Let's, let's be uh... real. So, it's, it would be... A really big indictment for Johnny Gargano to lose to him. It hadn't really been a minute because Swerve beat um Gallup. No, Swerve beat Nice. Swerve beat Phantasma. No, I'm sorry. Swerve lost to yeah. No, Swerve didn't even have a match with Nice on NXT because I haven't watched Two Five Live. Swerve beat Phantasma. The only person to beat Phantasma. And he was in action on Friday too for Two Five Live. I didn't happen to see. The match, but um, if you count in two hundred five live, then I, I don't know the win loss record there. But can you really say that you can put Swerve over Gargano? This version of Gargano, Gargano that just last picked up a win over Keith Lee. 
Yeah, because Gargano is not going to be able to use his wife as a crutch. And last time we saw Gargano, he was he ever. He's used her for his dastardly tactics. He literally let Keith Lee land that, on her so he can pick up a roll-up win. That's Keith Lee. The largest, most, probably even most athletic man on the entire brand. This is Swerve Scott. You, you telling me Johnny can't throw their hands with Swerve Scott? I'm just saying that ever since the ill turn, he's used Candace in every match that Candace has been around for. And the one match that Candace wasn't around for, I'm sorry, the two matches that Candace wasn't around for, he got nuts put in his forehead, and then he got a BBC and rolled out the ring. So we're not, no, nah, we're not, we're not counting the Finn Balor ass whooping because that was pre heel turn. I can't believe I'm no, advocating that. That was Johnny heel turn. Ray. He had turned heel. The, the first Finn Balor ass whooping? Yeah, he was turning heel. You're right. No, he was we, turning. He was, he, was, he was not turning heel now. He was. He, he, was turned heel like, he, he turned heel like two hours later, like hour and a half later. You already had the plan to go do this. That was basically <sighs> a premeditated heel turn. Like, that's premeditated murder, but a heel turn. Come on. Listen, I hear you, <laughs> and I, I see what you're trying to do here, but I, I think you know in your heart that Swerve has been the poster boy for L's. We've talked about it on many episodes before, and Look, I won't man. be surprised if he taps. Ooh, I would wow. not be surprised if he Ooh, taps. Wow, I, I could see Swerve losing my pin, but wow. Um, Swerve is going to put on a banger, and this will probably open up everybody's eyes, give Swerve some more shine and attention. I feel like it's only a matter of time before Swerve ends up in the cruiserweight title picture, maybe end of the year, depending upon how quarantine and the pandemic goes. Yeah. And speaking out goes because you have Devlin sitting in purgatory, I guess we can call it, in the UK. You know, time out. Yeah. Like you in the corner, baby. What just we gotta figure you out, this whole speaking out. We gotta figure out if you did these things, how bad these things were, and if we should really fire you, because like we talked about with Rayvon, it isn't quite always what you do, but who are you and where you rank on the totem pole? And then what did you do? Like, it's a two-part problem, so. Ah, no, I'm going to go with Swerve. Either way, that match is going to be a banger. Absolutely. I'm with you on that. Like, if you give them 10, 15 good minutes to get busy, then yeah. Let them get to work. Let them get to work, put Swerve on spotlight. I'm okay if he loses by pinfall. If you have him tap, unless like Gargano picks apart the arm to start the whole match, it just ain't looking good. Like you got to start building up the rest of that cruiserweight division. And honestly, just really the rest of the mid card and below, because you can make the argument that Swerve could be a North American champion or title contender with the proper build. Honestly, this I wouldn't be surprised this was uh, the match of the night. Mm. Yeah, you're right. Like, the only thing that could come close is Lee and Cole, and we'll get into that in a bit. So, yeah. It probably will be match of the night. You know what won't be match of the night, though? Go ahead. Because I know you're going to love this. Legado del Fantasma against Drake Maverick and Brizongo. Floor is yours. So this is another one where I'm just like, you know what? I'm actually going to give Jacob credit here because he kind of painted the picture for me 
when we talked last week about this random six-man tag being thrown together. Legado del Fantasma, Raul Mendoza, um, Santos Escobar, Joaquin Wilde as a trio. And honestly, I, I think it's going to be a great trio because um, we don't see that much. We haven't seen a trio like this in NXT. Wow. Well, there's Since- other factions. There's a, there's the dominant factions like Undisputed Era as well as um, Imperium. We've had Sanity. I don't know if you really wanted to call AOP a, AOP a trio because of Paul Ellering, but you get nah, the gist. But yeah. Um, uh, a Mexican stable is, is really a great thing um, where it confuses me. Um, you got Drake Maverick, who's been trying to topple this stable ever since he found out Escobar was a villain and his only ally to date has been Jake Atlas, who got at work last week. So enter <laughs> Breezango, where I, I still don't see the tie with why Breezango saved the day. If you can connect that tie for me, um, WWE, it would be awesome. Now, I know Jacob said it's because, hey, it's surrounding around the Cruiserweight picture. Tyler Breeze is competing in the Cruiserweight picture when Dango was hurt. But Rizango as a tag team who just came off a tag team title opportunity, helping out Drake Maverick doesn't add, add up to me. And, and it's like, we, we just keep putting Brizango wherever we want to put them since they've been in NXT. And I guess that's where I'm kind of upset because I, I just want fashion files. Is that so much to ask? Like, I, I don't even need to see them wrestle half the time. Just give me fashion files. All right. So we can, this kind of goes back to what me and you talked about before we hit record in regards to Bailey. So if you're a good hand, you're a good hand, right? Right. Brizongo are good hands. They are utility players, like nobody's business. You can honestly slide them up and down that card in basically any situation role you need, and they'll make sense. And I could even probably argue that you might be able to stick one of them in the title picture, as in the main title picture, and it could make sense for a temporary feud. Like, you stuck Tyler Breeze there, you know what? He's been here since the beginning. He's come close. He's always pushed it. He, it's there. That's why. And again... What other faces are really in the roster that is that our tag teams are just free to go do something? What's the thing? Did it, did it have to be a tag team to come to his aid? Could it have not been like, I don't know, uh, Bronson Reed and somebody else? You know, well, just coming to save the day real quick. Well, the thick boy is preoccupied with Cross still. Yeah, well, that's that's your theory. I, I think we squashed all that. Well, he's recovering from a cross ass whooping because I don't know if you noticed this. I kind of picked this up the other week. With the exception of Leon Ruff, if you stepped in Killer Cross's path, we have not really seen you after. And one of the reasons we see Leon Ruff is because he's Mr. WWE. Monday Night Raw, check. 205 Live, check. NXT, check. SmackDown, check. Hell, I'm pretty sure he popped up on main event too. Oh no, we saw I, I saw Chopper walk to the car, you know. That's it. He got in that Jeep and drove off, and we ain't seen him since. So, then, need- so that's the reason behind Rizango and, and Drake. I mean, let's I got the roster right in front of me right now. Let's see. Arturo Ruas? Nah. Boa. He hasn't been on there in a while, man. Yeah, nah. Grimes is a heel and busy. Dakakovich is 
allegedly getting called to the main roster with Chelsea Green. Priest is busy. Birch is occupied. Swerve is busy. Ben is busy. Gargano is a heel. Killian Dane doesn't make sense. Kona Reeves. <laughs> Kushida. Kushida would make sense. Don't, don't be disrespecting Kona Reeves, man. Kushida would make sense. It's not Saudi season, so Mansoor isn't showing up. Oney um, Larkin is occupied. Pete Dunn is in the UK. Punjabi Punishers are occupied. Mendoza's obviously on the other side. Shane Thorne. That's it, because the other people are Chopper, Dream, Breeze, Gibson. Like, it's Thorne and Kushida. Those are the only two. Yeah, Kushida would probably make the most sense. Kushida and Jake Atlas would probably be the guys. Yeah, that's it. So, there you go. You you had no choice. It's three-on-one. If somebody's going to come save him after his boy just got laid out two weeks ago, why not Breezango? Why not? Plus, like I said, you got to know what you have in Wild and Mendoza. And who better to put them in there? Just like I made the case with the Punjabi Punishers. Who better to put them in there with than Breezango? And this might also help Breezango get some of their reps back so they can slide in with the Punjabi Punishers and come out a little bit unscathed. Okay. So who you got taking it? Um, is it weird that both of them need a win? Interesting. You think both of them need a win? Let's, let's, let's break that down for me. All right. So Escobar and company need a win because you're the new thing. You need to establish yourself. You can't really come out the gate in like your first match as a unit taking an L. Fair? Fair. Like unless it's a fluke. Like that's about it. Got it. But um, kind of need that to establish yourself. Like, hey, you can't be the new faction on the block talking about we're going to redefine the legacy of Lucha Libre and we are here to run the Cruiserweight division and really NXT. And then you come out here and you take an L to Drake Maverick, who's all five foot two and Breezango. That's no knock to Breezango and Maverick, but it's like kind of can't talk that much cash money. And then the first time you step out, you get beat down. Facts. Now you can take the L, but you can't take the first L. And on the flip side, problem is... Maverick has gotten his ass whooped for like past three weeks, past month. And I love Drake Maverick. I've been a huge champion and supporter of Drake Maverick, a.k.a. Rockstar Spud, as an in-ring competitor. You can go back and check tapes since the Cruiserweight tournament started. I've also been critical of the whole using him crying in his actual release. And it's like, you drug him through all this. You thought you were going to have the moment on the mountaintop, and then he loses. Which, perfect, because following that, what, week or two, you get the heel turn, you get the reveal. Makes sense. It's okay, just like... a mistake. <laughs> That's just me. No, nah, because you needed that turn for Escobar, 
Because if you have Maverick win, Escobar turning doesn't quite have the same impact. Because now you know it's just what, like, you know what, he, what his turn felt like though. And I and I, for for people who listen to believe in the NXT podcast, I know you're out here uh, caping for Jacob with all his predictions and stuff like that. So I know what I said. <laughs> I know what I text Jacob when I was like, "Oh, he's interesting now because he is seemingly a heel." Took off the mask. That's still that's fair. But it, I still got Cain Velasquez vibes from as far as the moment. That could have been done a, a little bit differently for me. It's not a diss. It's not a diss. I'm just expressing my feelings. All right. So, yeah. But I'm saying I'm not even I'm just gonna let you have that Cain Velasquez bit. I'm not even gonna go down that rabbit hole today. But what I'm saying is Maverick, I'm sorry, Escobar as a heel without the belt, having to bring those two to beat up Drake Maverick really just doesn't look good. Maverick being the little man, getting his ass whooped every week, you get the sympathy. So at some point, the little man needs to get his comeuppance. He needs to get his win. He needs to have his moment. So they both kind of need it right now, but I'm going to go with Phantasma and the other two. Simply okay. because new kids on the block, you can't beat a new bully on the block, and then the first person to step up to you and challenge you knocks your ass out. It just it does not work, because anything you say after that point, it's just like, look, don't, hey, I'll go call Raekwon over there, and he'll come touch you up real quick again. Like, And that's unless, I, I agree with everything you said, unless they're not going to be those type of heels. Cause you gotta remember that they're cruiserweights as well. So we got to see what wild and man Mendoza look like as a tandem, as a team. Number one, bro, Mendoza can go on his own. I liked Mendoza as a standalone. So seeing him as stable is a little bit different for me, but I'm not going to put too much stock into them. Um, needing the win per se, because they're cruiserweights, uh, Zango was on the main roster. I don't really look at them like cruiserweights. But like you said, Maverick is always the one getting beat up. So this is a way to kind of separate Escobar from the other two to where Maverick can have Escobar on his own. I think we'll get bits and bits and pieces of that. But just for the fact that this is kind of a random pair or random uh, unison between Maverick and Brizango. I think Brizango uh, will be there for Maverick, but they don't pick up the win this week. I think uh, Legato del Fantasma will somehow pick up a cheap win over these guys, which will allow us to keep going down the rabbit hole with these three-on-threes or maybe different types of ways that the you can throw them in action against each other. Yeah, but it's just new kid on the block, man. It's, that's my whole thing. But you know what? <sighs> nope, still sticking with my point. And you're right. Mendoza can go. Wild can go, too. It's how do they mesh as a tag team? And more so, how do they mesh under this um, style and character of where redefining Lucha Libre? Because I didn't watch 205 Live this past week. Haven't watched it in months. They were in action for the first time as a tag team. So I'll probably go watch that before tonight's show just to see. But it's like, you know, what? 
what what you look like? What you what you got here? You be great solo, but can you be great as a pair? And you can be great in one or two styles, but can you wrestle multiple styles? Which is kind of like Timothy Thatcher, because at a certain point, when you stop pairing Thatcher with the likes of Lorkin, Riddle, Birch, Pete Dunne, probably Killian Dane, and maybe Damian Priest, and probably Cross, that can just like go and throw hands and are physical. What are you going to do? What what happens to Thatcher? If you put Thatcher in there with a, um, let's just say a swerve, then what? You're either going to expose then, Thatcher for not being able to go. Swerve is, loses the match. That's, that's what happens. Yeah, but what about Thatcher as a wrestler? Because you're either going to have to have Thatcher wrestle Swerve's breakneck pace if Swerve tends to go that way, and you'll either see if Thatcher can keep up or not, and if he can't keep up, how bad it looks, or either you're just going to grind Swerve to a halt. So that's here's where I disagree with that is because that, that's not fair to Timothy Thatcher because we've seen him work the breakneck pace with Riddle. That's exactly what Riddle does, but he mixes in the hard, like the hard nose striking as well. Exactly. So I, he I mixes say, it in. I would say a guy like Thatcher, outside of like the the European uppercuts and all the hard hitting things like that, I, I don't think he changes at all because I think he turn. I think he comes. And you turn him into like a Bob Backlund type, where it's predicated on the submissions. And I think that's what the Thatcher school is really all about. Yeah, and that has those submissions. And, yeah, Backlund grinded how many different type of wrestlers to a halt? Like Backlund and Bret Hart are very similar, except Bret Hart eventually learned to be able to do a little more than just make you submit. Because Bret Hart could go in his early days in hell, even through up until the end, he could really go and get busy. I mean, Personally, a Bret Hart match is what wrestling is supposed to look like, in my opinion. Right. Okay, it's like a uh, you know what? It's an ugly. It's like an ugly version of He Who Shall Not Be Named. Is that better for you? The other Canadian that also has a messed up mouth like Thatcher. Okay, I, I was really racking my bright brain over who shouldn't be not who shouldn't be named, but yeah, I, I feel you. So yeah. But uh, that, that's my whole concern, which back to Wild and Mendoza, I just want to know what you guys look like. Because if you look good as a two-man unit, then hey, you know what? Hell, shit, we're, lack, we're short on tag teams and NXT. Like, that tag division is abysmal. Maybe you can find a way to work them into the tag team title picture. Absolutely. Like, let's say... What is this? July, let's say by War Games time, you have Mendoza and Wild in tag team title contention, and they take the belts off of Imperium. Let's say Imperium had been struggling up until that point, and then that gets the big man Walter to come out of hiding, and he lays out those two because he's mad. You know, it, we got possibilities here. But you got to do something for the tag division, because if you notice, that's the one title that hasn't even been mentioned in the Great American Bash. Like Eel stepped up last week, non-title match. We talked about the women's title, and hell, you had a no more contenders match, and we thought we were going to get Eel and Tegan this week. But them tag titles, they ain't been mentioned in a minute, man. Right. Other than Bivens and the pissed off to the highest power of pissativity. So I don't know. You're probably not going to see those guys, you know. Who, the Punjabi Punishers? Yeah, because we already know what they did. 
Ooh, that's right. And we'll get into that when we talk about the main event. But just for prediction's sake, you're going with Brizongo and Maverick, correct? Yes. No. No, I'm going with Legato del Fantasma for the win this week. Okay. You just have them winning in a quick, like, fluky... Roundabout cheap way. Okay. Just just, just escaping with the win. Okay. I have a little more of a clear, concise win, but okay. We'll we'll rock with that. Oh, apparently, um, Wild and Mendoza have matching tights. Judging by this graphic. Mm, all right, cool. Hey, got to make a tag team feel like a tag team. Oh, one last thing before we get up off this match. Um, whose interests are Breezango jacking this week? Like, what are we getting? Man, that's a good question. Um, that is a great question. I don't know. I don't know if they're going to steal an entrance this week. I mean, you know what? They got to do something bigger because it's the great American bash, but I don't know if it'll be somebody's entrance that we've seen. They might do another part of a part of workforce, something like that. Maybe we'll see, uh, maybe we'll see basketball this week or, Hey, uh, UFC has fight Island this week. Maybe we'll see an homage to UFC or MMA. Like I, there's, there has to be something. I don't, I don't think they'll, they'll jock anybody's interest this week though. Maybe they'll come out with like a grill or something. Like they'll bring up the whole fourth of job to live bit, you know, have a little fun with it. Yeah, I can see that. I can definitely see that. So we got, we got the, the few that's obviously never ending. Mia Yim and Kenneth <laughs> Ray are billed for a street fight on the heels of last week. Uh, them still fighting. After the um, after the fatal four way elimination match, um, I'm 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 starting to see, and we love the secondary feuds a lot, but I'm trying to see if these two really have the chemistry to keep going at each other like this. It's starting it's starting to fade to me that that chemistry. Now this being a street fight obviously plays in the hands of Mia Yim a lot more for her in-ring style. But I, I feel like this is one of the matches that will obviously get, you'll give it some time because I'm expected to go around the arena. I'm expected to, to finish. Dude, a street fight does not have to finish in the ring. Is that correct? No, a street fight has to finish in the ring. 90%, 95% of WWE street fights have finished in the ring. It's basically you can beat the bloody hell out of each other throughout the arena, the streets, with any and everything, but you got to end it in the ring. Okay, so I see I see it actually veering outside the ring quite a bit. But I think this is one of those times where Candice LeRae is going to get the, the victory, the comeuppance. Okay, so if Candice gets the dub here, is this the end of it finally? Because I feel like unless there's a title involved, this is kind of getting a little old. Unfortunately, I mean, since we're not really seeing the end of... Tegan and Kai, I don't think it'll ever be the end of it. I think just another way for those guys to write another chapter in their feud. Well, you know what I mean by the end. Like, at least give me a pause. Like, hit a pause button. Is there what there? So, I think the pause is going to depend on what Johnny Gargano does. 
because if Johnny Gargano eventually comes after Keith Lee again, um, for for a title or for for whatever, I, I think it naturally continues to happen. The feud between Mia and Candice. Yeah, the only it way does. you're gonna pull one of them off the other is by putting them in a a title chase with Io. And even then, you st- probably still get outside interference from the other because it's like, nah, I deserve here. Especially right. if it's Mia against EO, Candace will be like, nah, nah, this is my spot. Like, why does she get it? Exactly. So, I mean, I think it'll be a good match. Two, two of the top performers in NXT's women's division. Uh, I don't think, well, I don't expect any outside interference. I think this would just be an all-out brawl between just these two. Um, maybe Argano gets involved a little bit and helps out Larray because I'm I'm pretty positive that the match with Swerve and Gargano are going to be earlier in the night before this takes place. But I think Larray is going to get the the comeuppance on Yim here, and, and might even um might even have a scenario where she puts Yim on the shelf for a little bit. Um, that's the, that's your pause right there. Okay. If you find a way to get one of them out of here. But here's my thing. If Johnny comes out and interferes, there's no way we see Keith Lee. None. Because he's prepping for the biggest match of his career. So then that leads me to two questions. One, is anybody going to come save Mia? And two, damn, Keith, how many awkward car rides are you going to have home? Swerve can't come save me again, man. <laughs> We're going to have some questions. Hey, man. We have some you, big questions. Hey, man. You left your girl out here in these streets, dog. So um, I had to come save her. You know, I don't know what you was doing. She clearly wasn't out here looking after you, woman. So um, I got to come save her real quick. You know, ain't, ain't nothing personal, Playboy. I'm just, uh, you know, doing the gentlemanly thing around here. No, you can't have that. <laughs> we can't have that more than once. Not two, two weeks in a row? <laughs> like, nah, we. I'm looking at Swerve side eye, like, hey. Oh, what you think? Some dirty macking going on? You yeah. think he playing a little LL Cool J in the background every time he comes to Sable? I didn't seen enough of those angles on Raw this year to to know I don't need that in my NXT. Whoa, whoa! We are not going to Newcock City. No, 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 no. And also, we already went to Newcock City on NXT this year. Yeah, kind of. See. 2020 has felt like five years. It really has. Because that was so long ago that we had that, that that was a thing. Like, it, it, it feels like it was, it's, it, it, that felt like it happened in 2018 at this point. Nope, nope, nope. It was this year because me and you spent a few good weeks talking about it, which is where the phrase New Cuck City came from. And damn it, we need some merchandise. Add that to the list. We need, so, so, you, so, this 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 way, like I don't get killed for this in the media and uh, the supervisors or whatnot. All I wanted was a logo at first, a new logo. <laughs> but Jacob said we need merchandise, so we need Here merchandise too. Believe Here so, like when you go back and listen to and rewind this taping, you know I just want a Step Brothers logo, or even <laughs> you know what I, I'll go one further. They got this. They got this really cool thing I saw that everybody's doing on social media right now. You go to Instagram and you go to turn yellow. If you can just, if, if, if believe will front the cost to make them get us 
I guess I'm going to say Simpsonized, if, that, if that's not a word, but I'm going to make it a word, turn us into Simpson characters, caricatures for our Believe in XT logo. We call it even. We call it even. And then get us some Black Java Elite t shirts. So I ask. If, uh, you know, all I really just wanted, that's it. I really just need a Black Java Elite shirt with like hashtag believe in NXT. And then, you know, if we end up with another cuck like angle, we could bring cuck, new cuck city shirts back. I'm with that. That's it. But, uh, yeah, where are we going with this? Yeah, Swerve. Swerve might save her. It's going to be some dirty macking. Go ahead and play a little LL Cool J in the background. It is what it is. I have... Uh, I got Candace picking up the win because Candace needs to win because if we're going to be honest, Candace's heel turn is kind of starting like Johnny's where you just catching L's. You ain't looking that strong. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Just bind her time a little bit. So this is one of those cases where Candace does need the the, the win then, because the poison pixie ain't ain't spewing out that much poison. Nah, she really ain't. She really looking like Tinkerbell out here. So they gotta do something now. Yeah, she looking like Tinkerbell. She ain't really doing too too much. I need you to give the poison pixie some poison. So how 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 does Candace pick up the victory for you? Um, Gargano escape with a kendo stick. Hmm. Seems very Sasha Banks s with the bank statement. I mean. You know, in a street fight and you have people who have submission finishers, the Kindle stick always comes into play. Yeah. It's like, when in doubt, grab a Kindle stick, make them choke with it. I can see that. It's not, obviously, the weapons help, but um, kind of, kind of a definitive win as well. Exactly. And then she maybe just beats her down with the Kindle stick afterwards. How you got her winning? Like I said, I, th- I think it'll be Gargano doing something or sliding Candace some type of weapon, whether it be like a brass knuckle. Obviously, I mean, they, they have this thing with Gargano that he's being slid like a ring, the cup, things like that. He'll slide Candace something that'll get me up out of here. I just don't know what, but it'll be by some inanimate object. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, probably. Because, well, we can rule out a steel chair because you can't really use a steel chair anymore in a way that makes sense to end a match. Unless maybe a DDT on the chair. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you can use a steel chair, but you just, just chair shots to the head don't exist no more. Yeah, like if you slid somebody a steel chair about, oh, I don't know, 10 years ago, and you want to end a match, 
Swing, bada, bada, swing, bada, bada, swing, bada, bada, swing. Like you are pulling that from the depths of your soul and going full clock with it. Yeah, chair, chair shots going straight to the dome. Yeah, that's like going from six to 12. And you hitting five, four, three, two, one all the way. Can you imagine if they ever legalized chair shots again and you saw the very first one that came back? Like how much people would like trip out? <laughs> you know how hard I would pop? And I know this is incredibly wrong. But you know how hard I would pop if they pulled back the chair shots to the dome? That was a different type of wrestling back then. Like you, that's that's when you like really thought wrestling had was real. <laughs> it's like, oh damn. There's no way he swung that chair at that velocity and speed and you didn't connect with nothing. Hey man, hands up or man down. Hand down, man down, word to Mark Jackson. But I mean, yeah, just ooh, ooh, ooh. Now you got me all excited and happy. Because, uh, all right, so you know how I said I like violence? Okay. And the better, the more egregious the violence is, the better in the sense of wrestling and how I've been championing for the jackknife to be unbanned and given to Raquel <laughs> Gonzalez. Right. Just imagine if you allowed chair shots to the dome and for whatever reason, Raquel Gonzalez swung one for the depths of her soul and laid Casey Conzaro out. Damn, why does that have to be Casey? <laughs> She's the smallest damn person on the roster, man. It ain't none personal. I just need the most graphic image to tell a story. Because you can tell a story without words and without sound. If you just watch a video of Raquel Gonzalez with a steel chair in her hand, swinging that thing from 6 to 12 and hitting 5, 4, 3, 2, and 1 in the swing process, I'm talking about winding up like Randy Johnson in his prime and laying out Casey Conzer. Come on, man. You wouldn't sit there and be like, oh, ooh, shit, is she dead? Because I feel like Casey could sell it. Yeah, and she okay. also might be dead also. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm that's all I'm saying, man. Just if you're gonna give me violence, give me violence. Or better yet, let Carrie and Cross swing it on one of the the pick stitch. No, Mr. Brunch from the Black Job Elite. Let Cross swing it. There you go. Sis, you feel like I pick on Casey every week. There we go. How about that? Okay. Okay. I can get with that. I mean, I need you to swing that thing like Griffey in a home run derby, like Barry Bonds in his steroid prime. Not his regular prime, but his steroid prime. Believe in NXT podcast, advocating for violence, women's wrestling amongst chair shots to the head. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You can't never say that we're not equal opportunity offenders around here, that we discriminate that we feel like the women should be in bra and panty matches or lingerie oh, matches. No, no. I am 100% here for fairness across the board. The women should be able to compete in whatever kind of match they want to compete in. If the men can compete in it, women can compete in it. If it's hell in a cell, put them in hell in a cell. Cage matches, barbed wire matches. I don't. Hey, fair is fair. So all I'm saying is if we're going to bring chair shots back to the dome, then damn it, bring them back to the dome and let Big Mama Cool swing for the fences. <laughs> Like I said, I told you the show after TakeOver Portland when Raquel uh, debuted, I said, watch this become 
of Raquel Gonzalez stand club account in about four months. And what is this now? This is a Big Mama Cool stand club account. I am leading the Big Mama Cool charge until she says something along the lines of all lives matter or something incredibly stupid and ridiculous. And then which at that point, I'm jumping off a ship. And it'll be like it never happened. I'm going to distance myself quicker than Jay-Z distanced himself from Lupe Fiasco. Wow. Wow. But until then, we riding this like Diddy with a new woman. We going all the way. We going. That's all I'm saying, man. So, oh, speaking of the women's division, we do have a fifth match this week. Unless they change plans. But there will be a fifth match this week. What is it? Um, Mercedes Martinez is making her re-debut. Oh, yeah. The repackaging. Yes. Where Pandora, Pandora's box has been opened and all hell is going to be unleashed on NXT, which if you want to think about it for a second, somebody got to... Why are we leaving so many Pandora boxes around in NXT? Like, you open up one with Karrion Cross, He's unleashing hell. Now there's another one with Mercedes Martinez. Like, who's leaving these boxes around here? Like, what do you have at the PC? Just a plethora of Pandora's boxes? Like, hey, you know... What are we going to do with this? I don't know. Just leave it over there. We'll take it to the warehouse. And you never take it to the warehouse. Like, So, Mercedes, re-debuting. She's choking out who? Because somebody's getting choked out. <sighs> uh, like I said last week, um, uh, my money is on Santana Garrett. And I would be... <sighs> I'm about... Se- Oh, okay, I'll say 60% sure she's going to draw the eyes of the Robert Stone brand. Because what's better than Robert Stone getting a new heater, if you would, um, a more physical competitor than Aaliyah, and then trying to get revenge on Rhea Ripley? <sighs> I, yeah, that makes sense. Can totally see that happening, and I think it's the best way to go for the Ripley character to keep her as far away from Io Shirai as possible. Yeah, you got to keep her far away from the women's title picture. And I was listening to the Corner Podcast, and they were talking about how nobody has suffered more from the Charlotte Flair syndrome than Rhea Ripley, and it's kind of true. You could argue Bianca Belair, but I would almost rather not be on TV than be on TV looking like this every week. Considering what you were. Yep. Like if you weren't this whole unstoppable big force, like you dethroned the queen, Shayna Baszler, like you did the impossible, you turned back to Bianca Belair, you had given everybody that work, you ran the UK, and you were like, you know what, I'm bored. Let me cross the pond and run things over here. And then you ran into Charlotte Flair and you ain't been right since. So I'm just saying. Just saying. I would much rather be Bianca Belair out here dropping promos saying you don't go here. Feeling good, putting on quality shows, getting called to the main roster, whooping Selena Vega. Being in a backstage promo, being like, hey, why y'all clowning around? Y'all ain't never beat these boys. Disappearing, sewing your husband pants, and then not being seen for the time being. Then be out here throwing Robert Stone in the trash can and getting thrown up on him, just looking bad. So the irony in that, 
the irony in everything you just said is Bianca criticized them for not being serious, and then it got even more goofier. Hey, man. What they say? <laughs> Always listen to you, woman? It got even more goofier, but I mean, I, I, I'm going to say that the Viking Profits is actually an over thing. I, I, I'd be surprised if they weren't actually moving that merch. I wouldn't doubt it, but it's just like, damn. I mean, I watched Raw last night, and I caught a bit with Big Show backstage, and he literally smacked the taste out of both of them's uh, chest. It was like, yo, can y'all stop playing around in regards to the Viking Raiders? So it's like, eh, I can't get it, but nah, man. Bianca knew it was smart. She's like, I'm going to go home, and I'm going to sew, and I'm going to do some other stuff. You know, this ain't it. She tried to tell him. She tried to tell him. So you say Mercedes chokes out. um, Santana Garrett. Santana Garrett, Robert Stone tries to bring her into the fold. I like that idea. But um, you know who I see getting choked out? Go ahead. I give you two guesses. Wow. Just just get it over with. No, no, I'm let you just take a guess. You think Aaliyah gonna get choked out? No, I was gonna say Casey. Oh, come on, man. <laughs> what is the infatuation <laughs> with seeing Casey get beat up? <laughs> There's no infatuation. It's just she's the smallest person. I just feel like you you want to make the statement of being like a bully. You go smallest pick on person supposed to be the one winning matches. That's the Ray Mysterio complex. And Ray got his ass whooped for the longest. There's literally stretches in Ray's career where he gets his ass whooped by the bigger person simply because they're a bigger person and they're bored. Let's not forget Ray Mysterio got lawn darted. Into the side of a trailer <laughs> in WCW. It's one of my favorite moments. It, 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 it was like exactly, it, 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 it is was like, so like wrong. <laughs> it's like damn, really. But Mysterio also has a victory over the Big Show. Hell, I think me and you have a victory over the Big Show. Just saying, small person can't get nerfed all the time. They got to they got to conquer the giants. Yeah, you're right. They do, but um, in the interim, hey, you got to get long dotted, man. It's nothing personal. So why not? But all right, fine. If it's not Casey, since you feel like all I do is pick on Casey, then I guess we can go with... Uh, it's not going to be Aaliyah because I do feel like at some point Robert Stone is going to try to get some kind of muscle into the Robert Stone brand. So I say... um, um. Give me somebody, give me somebody, give me somebody. Let me pull this roster back up. It's got to be somebody that's not really doing anything that won't hurt by taking an L. It's like I could say Caden Carter. Um, Let's go with... Ah, screw it. I'm going to go with you. Say Santana Garrett because it won't be Zali because I don't think you want to bring Mercedes Martinez back and have her in a relatively competitive matchup. Like I think you want to establish her as a little bit of a bully. So it ain't gonna be Dakota Kai, ain't gonna be Big Mama Cool, it ain't gonna be Duke or um, Mendoza or not uh, not Mendoza but Marina because no. <laughs> So, yeah, Shotzi, maybe? 
Nah, to, to Ch- shots is still rolling on on a high. Yeah, I, I, I say it's it has to be Santana Garrett, or it's going to be Caden Carter. Yeah, see, the Santana Garrett, Caden Carter, Casey Canzaro, one of those three, and it ain't going to last long. Nah, it'll be be like five to seven. Be one of the quicker matches. I don't even think it'll go that long. With how light this card is, man, it has me thinking that the main events actually actually might go at least (sighs) forty-five. I'm gonna say thirty. I'm gonna say it's gonna go thirty. And have we covered everything before the main event? That's everything. Wow. Yeah, it's gonna go thirty. Yeah, light show for the most part. For it to be the second night of uh, Great American Bash, but we already know why it's called the Great American Bash. And we got a winner-take-all scenario where Keith Lee will enter as the North American champion, taking on the NXT champion, Adam Cole, for the title. Winner-take-all. Now, I'm actually going to give Jacob the floor on this because we already (laughs) know my prediction. And what I say is gold. This is going to happen. I don't care what y'all saw on the internets last week with the Indu Share guy posting the the finale with with Keith Lee and the confetti and all that. You know what? They got more confetti at the top. They released more confetti, and they cleaned the ring too and sanitized it because they shot more than one ending. And you know why they shot more than one ending? Because Killer Cross coming for that ass. Killer Cross coming for that ass. He's going to cost Keith Lee the title. So we already know my diatribe. So I'm going to let Jacob have the floor to tell y'all exactly what he feels is going to happen. So what you're saying is that Keith Lee is winning. Is that correct? Nothing of the sorts. (laughs) Uh, And the only reason that you're betting Adam Cole to win is simply because you don't want to be the proud new owner of a nice brown Cameron Grimes t-shirt. That is. 30% 30% of my thinking. 80%. But I digress. So, yeah, if you haven't noticed by now, sorry, slight spoiler, the alleged ending to this match was ruined thanks to one of the Punjabi Punishers. I'm not going to say how the match allegedly ends and how things turn out. <sighs> I can't believe I'm about to say this. Yeah, screw it. No, I'm not going to say it. You know what? Keith Lee wins. <laughs> Oh, you child. (laughs) You you child. You were going to say, you know what? Cedric's right. That's exactly what's going to happen because it got spoiled. Just just come to the dark side, man. What are you going to say? You were right. I was going to say Adam Cole wins with no mention of carrying Cross whatsoever during the match. I feel like Cross is going to show up afterwards and get his with either one of them. But you know what? Keith Lee wins simply because, and I really don't want this to happen, but Because I talked about this with my boy. I was like, look, I'm not a fan of having Keith Lee win this match and having Adam Cole drop his title because there's no crowd. And my boy was like, no, man, forget the spoiler. Just let the man have his moment. You know, let Keith Lee get his. I was like, yeah, that's cool. But Adam Cole is the longest reigning NXT champion because he tells us like five times every week. And I'm pretty sure he tweaks it just as much. And I feel like. Because whoever knocks off Cole, it's going to be a moment, no? Yes. 
You need a crowd for that moment. And this is why. If you look at WrestleMania, Drew McIntyre beating Brock should have been a big moment, correct? Yeah, that should have been a really huge moment when you think about it. And you you know you don't even need the 80,000, 70,000, 90,000 that you're going to put in Raymond James. You don't even need that. But if you just do that in 20,000 people, 15,000, like a Monday Night Raw crowd, it feels like a big moment. Like when Mick Foley won the belt on a random episode of Raw, it feels like a big moment with fans. So this is a big moment for whoever, whether it's Finn, Cross, Lee, Gargano, Cole, not Cole, but um, Ciampa, whoever, Velveteen, whoever does this, this needs to happen in front of a crowd. Because it's going to feel flat and cheap. Like you can confetti it all you want. You can host, you can host a man up on your shoulders. You can do everything you want to do. But if you don't get that pop from a crowd after several near falls and you finally hear that one, two, three, and you hear that and new, come on, it's gonna be all for naught. Like, nah, let, let Cole ride this, hold this, until we get some type of crowds. Like, I really don't care about the 30, 50 people from the PC that they have or the NXT hopefuls, as they call them. Like, I really don't care. Like, nah, give me this at, if you do SummerSlam somewhere where you can have a crowd of, like, 5,000 people, 4,000, socially distanced, maybe you slightly pack one side more than the other. That'll feel big. It won't be as big as if we weren't in a pandemic, but hey, you got to adjust and roll with the times. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it is what it is. Like, nah, keep that belt on Cole. Like, it's not even to spite you. I want to say Cole, but I'm just going to go leave because I feel like at this point, I just made the whole point for Cole to retain, but I'm going to say leave because you've, Almost put Keith Lee in this position where if you don't put the belt on him now, he becomes Braun Strowman. That's not fair. It's, he's on that fringe. You could think about it. Think about Braun three years ago, two years ago, where Braun was hot and he was challenging for the title. And this is before Braun got the briefcase. And you're like, yeah. yo, you got to put it on him. Like you keep. You keep missing these moments. You're not going to have this luxury of constantly being like, nah, not right now. And look at Keith Lee from Survivor Series. You could say Survivor Series laid out basically how 2020 for WWE was going to go. They built Drew Mack and they struck lightning with Keith Lee. They caught lightning in a bottle with Keith Lee. Lee has been money. Survivor Series with Roman and Rollins. Rumble with Brock. Like the NXT cards, Portland takeover with Dykovich. He's been good all this way through. And it's just to that point now where it's like, shit, you probably should have put the belt on some at takeover Portland. You should have found a way to get him into that probably then. So it's like, okay, you didn't do it then. Well, what about now? And it's like, well, got to do it now, right? And if you don't, then what? It's, he becomes Braun Strowman. He becomes the big man. That does freakishly athletic things. The difference is he's not pulling semis and flipping over ambulances. He's sitting here doing moonsaults and flipping to the outside of the ring and moving like a cruiserweight. But it becomes, okay, now you're just a big man that does flippy shit. Like at some point, you got to put the strap on him and let him rock with it. 
you either sink or swim, but at least you can say you did it before it was too late. Because if you look at Braun right now, don't nobody give a damn about Braun Strowman being the universal champ. You can say it's because you had to call an audible with Roman. It doesn't matter. You could have put the belt on Braun with a crowd any given moment with Roman around, and we still would not care about Braun as champ because Braun has lost a lot of his luster, and it, he just ain't doing it now. Like, he's not hot. He's barely lukewarm. He's like when you heat up some pasta in the microwave and that shit don't get cooked all the way through. And you're like, eh, well, I'm going to eat it anyway. I done heated it up like four times already. I'm just going to eat it. Lukewarm, it is what it is. That's Braun, and I don't want Keith Lee to become that. So, I just, you know, it's like I want whoever beats Cole to have a big moment. And if it's going to be Keith Lee, he deserves the biggest of moments. Like, this should be a takeover. SummerSlam weekend. Main event. 30-minute classic. Boom. Let the confetti rain, let fans, everything. But at this point, it's like Velveteen. Like, you champion, they should have put the belt on Velveteen, right? Uh-huh. That ship has sailed, come back to port, sailed again, and it ain't coming back. Like, that ship might be getting nuked in the ocean, as in Velveteen might be getting released and out of here. And then it's like, well, at least we didn't put the title on somebody who has um, statutory rape, maybe pedo issues. But also at the same time, it's like before you knew that was a thing, you blew a chance to put the belt on your hottest talent and sell merch out the ass. So how many times you're going to keep missing the gold? And more importantly, how many times you're going to keep missing the gold and the mark with black men? Because then it becomes a race issue and becomes a glaring one. Because slowly, if you continue to mess this up, you're going to put Keith Lee in the Booker T conversation. And there's many Booker T conversations you want to be in. This ain't the yeah. one you want to be in. And if you're wondering what I'm referencing, <clears throat> WrestleMania 19? Seattle? I think it was 19, yeah. Triple H, Booker T. I'm pretty sure the N-word was thrown around at some point. He got called a thug, this, that. We brought up the man's real-life arrest records. Like, my God, you set everything up for the man to have his comeuppance and get his moment. And one pedigree later, and we're going home. So, yeah, I got Keith Lee simply because at some point you're going to have to put the belt on him. Ain't the best time, but damn it, I don't know if you can put Keith Lee, if you can hold Keith Lee without him cooling off because he's lost some of his steam with no crowd. And being strapped to Dijakovic and Cameron Grimes and those types for a little too long. Yeah, I agree. So, screw it. You got to do it. It ain't what you want to do, but you kind of got to do it. Kind of got to. Do it. You have no choice. You backed yourself into a corner. And then it becomes, well, what do you do with Cole? Do you try to run it back? Because Cole is like Finn Balor. They can easily slide into a title shot any given moment and have steam. Keith Lee is a lightning in the bottle moment where this man is arguably the top. Pre-pandemic, I say he was maybe the third, if not higher, hottest thing on your roster. Yep, that's accurate. In pandemic, he's the slid to maybe top 10, like barely holding on at number 10. Like Sasha, Bailey, and Asuka, pre-pandemic, they weren't really top 10. They were like top 15. They came out of nowhere and smoked everybody and are clearly the MVPs of pandemic wrestling. And MVP is like right behind them. Keith Lee, slowly falling down that rung, man. 
So it's like, all right, we got to do something. Or else you're going to have to try to reheat him back up, and we might not be here for it. Because now he's not going to have a title. If he loses, he has no belt. Then what the hell do you do with Keith Lee? Well, I've already made the argument on here that uh, this North American title has done more to hurt the steam of Keith Lee than help because of the depth of challengers that he has. So we already know I'm picking Adam Cole uh, to win this match for various reasons. But one of the biggest reasons is the fact that you want to have an audience here and in this winner-take-all scenario. And keep in mind, we could still have a dusty finish where both men leave with each of their titles. That can easily happen because the rival show does not have their big go home match happening anymore in fact i don't even know how AEW plans to close the show right now Um, we know it's not going to be cage and moxley right um so with that being said you can totally play it safe and have an ending where something happens and this is why my theory is ironclad (laughs) you enter carrying cross to either distract keith lee and cause him to lose his title or just to just throw throw a wrench in all the shit. Like the man, they, they said they don't run a sloppy ship. You know? They tried to retort and say, hey, we don't run a sloppy ship either. That's why we have multiple endings. That can be true or it can be false. But Karrion Cross is the perfect wrench to throw in all of this to say, I didn't like what you did. I'm going to cause you to lose this opportunity. You can have your little North American title. I'm the one that gets to end the longest title reign from Adam Cole. I already foreshadowed it. Or, yeah, like I said, he's going to, I think that's going to happen. So all I need to know is this. Can you Mm -hmm. please record your reaction when this happens? And I don't care if we got to put that reaction somewhere on, on the social media or make that be the intro to the podcast for this week. I need that recorded. <laughs> I need that recorded because I ain't buying no Cameron Grimes shirt. That's going to happen. Oh, Aaron Cross oh. blowing this whole thing up. And before I, I I end my diatribe, we talked about matches that can be added. We talked about Mercedes Martinez. It's very likely that we're going to get the, the bluff between Damian Priest and Cameron Grimes because yeah, Priest did challenge him to a match last week. Yeah, I just remember that when I was mentioning Grimes in the North American title picture. So we'll get to that in a second. But, um, yeah, I'll record my reaction. If Cross shows up, I'll record my reaction. But let this be clear. When Cross does not cross nor Scarlet, because the bet I allowed you is Scarlet and Cross and or Cross. When that happens and neither one shows up, do be clear. I'm going to slide in this podcast like Scott Hall creeping down to the ring. NWO style. I'm gonna let the NWO music rock and I'm just gonna simply sit here and go, hey yo, size large, brown, Cameron Grimes. And that's it. It'll be done. I'm not even gonna gloat. I'm not gonna take a victory lap. I'm gonna Scott Hall slide into this podcast and go, hey yo, and then keep it moving. All right, so listen. Because you're gonna be hurt. Listen, <laughs> this shirt is $27.99 right now. Should have bought it with a 17 bucks. No, no, let me finish. Let me finish. 
I'll be damned if I pay full price for this shirt. <laughs> Whatever sale that has to come around, it can sit in the cart. I, I, I'm a man of my word, but I'll be damned if I pay the full price for this shirt. It's going to have to be the buy one, get one, $5. It's going to have to be something like that. I'm not paying full price for a Cameron Grimes shirt. But if I lose, I will gladly wear the shirt. I'll, you know what else? I'll, I'll, next time we have a guest, I will wear the shirt with the guest. <laughs> but I'm not paying full price for the shirt. I, I just, I just want to make that clear in this podcast. So you got it on wax. If I lose, I'll buy the shirt, but I will not pay the full $27.99 for it because that goes against all of my morals with shopping for merchandise. All this to say, I'm about to slide in the carrying cross and Scarlet's DMs <laughs> to make sure that this happens because I can't live in this world knowing that I got to rock this Cameron Grimes merchandise as a result of that. So, yeah. Um, what was I finna say? So. One, don't slide in the Scarlet's DMs because I really hate for Cross to come looking for you and get you up out of here because then I'm going to have to do the show solo and I don't really want to have to do the show solo. Like, I don't want to have to go on the Jim Knight Hart solo run and transform into Bret Hart. <laughs> I mean, I can if I got to, but I really don't want to. So one, don't, don't do that. Two, you sound desperate if you got to slide in you sound a little desperate and a little worried there, buddy. Sound a little worried, man. You know, I'm I'm like, you know, I'm at, I'm at 70% sure my thing, my, my prediction is going to come possible. If it wasn't for a certain somebody leaking uh, results last week, you, I, I'd be closer to 90. <laughs> I just got to make sure that I'm going to be straight. And I hear, I feel and they, you. And they, and they, they didn't appear on the Great American Bash day one, so it's it's a given. <sighs> Not necessarily, but I feel you. I hear you. Will happen. You say so, man. You say so. But before we get out of here, Cameron Grimes, Damian Priest, I really don't care who wins. I'm just going to say Damian Priest for the heck of it. Because I feel like it's not over. Yeah, I think uh, I- I'll take Damian Priest too because it seems like he's actually really fed up with Cameron Grimes. So whether it continues or not, Grimes got a cheap win after attacking him uh, backstage. So this is going to be the one where where um, Priest gets the revenge. Especially since it's Technically, pay per view style. The only question I have is if this match does fly, because we I, I totally didn't get a, a squash match with Finn and Cameron Grimes, and I still am just <laughs> floored by why that wasn't like a complete ass whooping. I, I, I need this to be like a complete ass whooping. You you, you vandalized the car, attacked my man backstage. This this got to be like a five minute ass whooping. Oh, so you just need Priest just to beat the brakes up off of him? Yeah. No, nothing more, nothing less. Just, just knock, just, just get it done. This is revenge. All right, all right, all right. I mean, I feel like it's gonna be a little more even kill than that. But yeah, I don't, 
I don't argue with you. I feel like definitely Priest should come out mad and be like, oh, look, um, I'm whoop your ass real quick. I got other stuff to do. You mess with my car and everything else, so I'm going to just have to hand you this real quick. You're right, but I don't feel like it's going to go that way. For everybody listening, that's just Jacob letting you guys know that he is a closet Cameron Grimes fan. That's okay. the only thing that makes sense. It's the only thing that makes sense. Okay, this is what you want to do. Because even, even in the even killed matches, like he does nothing in the course of a match to make you think, like, all right, this this guy's next up. You say so. All I know is he beat Finn Balor, and I told you it was going to happen. Ah, uh, oh, that's that's like your only comeback. Like, oh, it's so gross, man. Truth is abuse, ain't it? Oh, that is so gross that you can just like let that fly out your mouth <laughs> and I can actually just go back and look and see that it exists. And I told you it was going to happen and you fought me tooth and nail on it. I, I normally don't call for people's jobs, but whoever made that decision, you, you deserve to be fired. Wow, you really call for somebody's job in the middle of a pandemic, man. Wow. <laughs> I, wow. Normally don't, I, I normally don't do that type of stuff, but like that person, you, you don't need to write television no more. That was wow. bad. Wow. And in, in the middle of a pandemic ain't a good excuse no more. Everybody's in a pandemic. We we wow. all hurt. We all struggle. Wow. And this has been the Believe in Angsty podcast where Seth is going full hill. <laughs> wow. It's NWO Hogan out here. Wow. Speaking of which, as we're recording this, today is the 24th anniversary, 24 years since Wrestling World was shot and everybody's favorite races turned heel. The leg drops of doom heard around the world. One day we we'll have. A- they could never. And. You know what? I almost respect him a little bit more in the aftermath of this, but they never had that same moment with John Cena. Just never did it. Because you moving merch to Money Talks. You moving way too much merch. You making way too many make wishes. And also, um, remember Firefly Funhouse, you know, the best wrestling match this year where um, you had that bit with Bray as Bischoff and Cena in the NWO shirt? Yeah. You know how weird that shit looks? Now imagine Cena as like Cena was a heel. Let's be clear. That's because Cena is like like old now. <laughs> he looks like the old he, he Hogan like, was old then. He finished, man. He, he he like he like Mr. Feeney type old though. Like wow. And in, in the wrestling world. It's like seeing him is so odd on television now. So see him in that shirt now is like, ew. Maybe maybe it's the hair, but like it just don't it don't rock the same way. Wow. Wow. But um Wow. What was I going to say? Uh, even with context, it just looks weird to see if Cena did something heel-ish. And Cena was a heel early in his career. Like, Dr. Thugonomics was a heel. Yes, he was. So the whole Cena's never... No, Cena's been a heel. It's just once Cena won the WWE title over JBL, it's just like, whoop, we're all the way up and we're off and running. Yeah. So, so yeah. I just, never looked you know, back. Yeah, it's, it'd just be weird. But, you know, why not? 
24 years, the leg drops of doom, the most trash finisher in wrestling history, and we'll talk about that another day. Wow. I'm okay. Okay. That was a trigger. That was a trigger right there. Um, I'm gonna let you have that today. I'm gonna flesh that out another time because I've seen way trasher finishers than than the leg drop. Oh, it's the whole routine build up into it that I'm just counting all as one thing. It's just trash. But yeah, we'll 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 save that for another day because uh I think you know we're trying to go to the, our co-host, Mr. Ross Williams. He has the um wrestling A to Z podcast here on the Believe in the I'm sorry, on the Believe Podcast Network. And I think Ross has had an episode with Al Snow, if I'm not mistaken, where they went through the alphabet, hence the name of the show, and listed off like the best finishers. We should go through and list off the worst finishers. And when we get to either H or L, I'm going to say everybody's favorite's racist leg drop, period, point blank, plain and simple. Now, Nat, we can make that a thing. We can definitely make that a thing. There's so many finishers out there that, that like should not have had the effect they have. Really shouldn't have, but yeah. We'll, Look, we'll, looking at you, Cobra. Cobra Strike. Wow. Yeah, we'll get into that another day. <laughs> it's another day. Today is Wednesday. We just previewed night two of the Petty American Bash. I refuse to call it the Great American Bash because we're just being petty. Now, we're sitting here wondering, will Fight for the Fallen for AEW is scheduled for next week, the 15th. Will we get NXT Starcade or NXT Hard Times? Because I feel like they're going to counter-program something. And if you've been listening to this podcast for the longest, you know I hate counter-programming. And I hate deliberate, obvious counter-programming. So maybe NXT takes the week off. But if I get NXT hard times, boy, I'm going to be here laughing so hard next week. (laughs) So, so hard. Because if you're going to be petty, that is like top-level petty. Expert levels of petty. And what else was I about to say? So before we get out of here, let's just recap everything. Cameron Grimes, Damian Priest. I have Priest winning. You do as well. I do. Or at least Priest just beating breaks off of Cameron Grimes. This is assuming the match happens. Mercedes Martinez makes her re-debut. She is choking out either Casey Conzaro, um, Caden Carter, or who's the Santana third? Santana Garrett. Yep, Santana Garrett. Either way, we both have Mercedes looking impressive. And then we have Swerve, Gargano, you have Gargano, I have Swerve. We have the sixth man. We both have Legado del Fantasma, correct? Yep. I think I think Fantasma pulls this one out. We have Mia Yim, Candice LeRae. I have LeRae with a Kindle stick and a Gargano escape. You have LeRae with some underhanded tactics, courtesy of her husband. Exactly. Some something to give her the knockout punch. Some type of brass knuckles or something like that to just Put this one on ice for a while. And then in the main event, winner takes all. NXT champ Adam Cole, North American champ Keith Lee. I have Keith Lee winning despite my disdain for it not being the moment it should be. But you can't risk cooling off and turning Keith Lee into Braun Strowman. So I have Keith Lee. You have Adam Cole due to shenanigans via either kill. I'm sorry. almost called him Killian Cross. Karrion Cross or Scarlet. Is that correct? Let's be clear. That is the only outcome that will happen. All right. So- I, I didn't mention this earlier, but to be fair um, to Keith Lee, he's he hasn't had the best amount of hype since losing the fans, but 
to compare him to Braun Strowman, I, I, I can't say Braun Strowman's been bad. They just have booked him wrong because we're getting some of the best Strowman promos we've gotten in ever. And, and it's forgettable. Like, you're giving me your best, and I still don't want to watch it. That should tell you everything you need to know. Like it's, it's forgettable because SmackDown moved. You know what? This is another hot take for another day, but it's forgettable because SmackDown moved to Friday nights. <sighs> yeah. All right. Yeah, we'll get into that another day. So, yes, that is it. We have our predictions. Just know Saturday morning audio dope. I'm going to slide in like Scott Hall. Our set is going to come in here talking a whole bunch of cash money that I'm going to have to sit through. Either way, it's going to be entertaining to open the show. And also, if you missed it or you haven't checked it or had a chance to listen yet, Monday we came through and dropped an episode with Mr. Rayvon Hill. He used to work at WWE handling the PR entertainment celebrity relations area. So if you wondered why you kept getting Drew Carey as a general manager or a host of Raw and so on and so forth and all these random things, you can thank him for it. So he came through. We talked all women's wrestling. We had the four horse women debate. We talked about our five greatest of all time. We went through different eras. It was a solid show. We also talked about how, again, it's not necessarily what you do, but who you are and what you do that will either get you fired or suspended. And then there are even some people that are like, you know what? We'll just sit you down for a little bit. And what else did we get out of Rayvon? There's something else. What am I missing here? What was it? What was it? Um... Come out here, said I'm forgetting something. Um, I, I can't tell if you're being sarcastic or not. I really wasn't even going for the Nas nice shot this time. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I was gonna let you cook if you was gonna be sarcastic. But um, we also talked about we talked about entertainment relations as it relates to celebrities requesting tickets, wanting to sit in the front row, wanting to appear on the show. I.e., this is how you got the Levar Ball moment. We also talked um, greatest women of all time, certain angles, women who need to get a better shot in the ring. Also, we talked about we we I think we ended the show with a never-ending debate of TV dads. Oh yeah, that's what we talked about. How Carl Winslow ain't it? So yeah, there's that. So you should know by now. Believe in NXT. If we got a guest, we gonna talk NXT. We gonna talk wrestling, and we also gonna talk somehow now Carl Winslow not being top ten and Nas's discography. So yeah, go check that out. It's a great listen. You get a little bit of inside and outs. You get a lot of hey if you're a fan of women's wrestling this is a show for you we talk Dusa, Jacqueline we we go through like, this ain't no oh we just talking now like now nah, we did some digging so sit back relax enjoy that leave a five star review Apple Podcast Spotify Google Play Stitcher tune in tell a friend to tell a friend I'm at underscore J Della said is at said underscore says that is C-E-double-D underscore S-A-Y-S the podcast is at Believe in NXT. He said it's going to use that account eventually. Don't let them keep lying to you guys. <laughs> and last but not least, don't forget to follow the Believe Podcast Network. They are at Believe Podcast. Believe is spelled B-L-E-A-B. Podcast, all one word. They haven't fired us yet. Matter of fact, they have something special for us. We're going to let you guys know when that happens. So just sit back, relax. You're going to get more from your podcast tag team champs. <sighs> said, you got anything else? So that covers it all. All right, so uh, till we hit you upside the head with that Saturday morning audio dope and you either hear Seth's tears or Seth coming out here telling me I told you so for 10 minutes to start the show, I'm Jacob. We appreciate you listening. That has been said, and this has been Believe in NXT previewing night two of the Petty American Bash. We are out of here, guys. <laughs>